This is the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, episode 140. Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. Weekly motivation and language learning tips to help you become fluent in any language. Now, here's your host, Ollie Richards. Hey, welcome back to the show. Thank you very much for joining me today, wherever you are in the world, north, south, east or west. It's uh, lunchtime here in the UK and I'm starting to get hungry actually, so I'm looking forward to <laughs> lunch after after recording this podcast today. We've got a question from Brazil, but before we get to that, I'd like to thank the sponsors of the show, italki, and italki is a marketplace for teachers, so to speak. You can um, you don't buy teachers, but you do buy lessons with teachers, and they've got teachers from all over the world who specialize in all kinds of different things, and so if you'd like to get a lesson with one of the teachers on italki, a free lesson, in fact, you can go to iwillteachyoualanguage.com forward slash free lesson. Okay, without any further ado, let's get into today's question from Denise. Hi, Oli. My name is Denise Miranda. I'm from Brazil and I'm learning English. And I would like to ask something. Um, I have been studying English for three years and a half now, but until last year, I was studying alone. And in the second half of the year, I decided to go to a private English school. And when I took my placement test, I believe that's the name of the test that we take when we want to know our English level. Uh, the teacher told me that I would go to the upper intermediate level, but I decided to go to the pre-intermediate level because I thought that I would miss many things, you know. But now I notice that I, I'm not learning new things and uh, it's very disappointing. But um, I don't want to give up because there is the only place where I can speak in English. So can you give me some advice? Thank you. Hey, Denise, thank you very much for a great question. I hope you're doing well over in Brazil. And, you know, when, uh, well, yeah, language schools and independent learners don't always mix very well. They're not like two peas in a pod. Um, you know, when I taught in language schools, I would always get the feeling that I would never see the most experienced, the most talented language learners in those schools because they would never come because they know how to study independently. And I myself, as a student, have very rarely gone to school for that same reason. I often get frustrated by classes um, and prefer to study on my own. Um, and, you know, I think you're a good example of this, Denise. I mean, your English is fantastic, which shows me that you are a talented, independent language learner. Um, so it's interesting that you've made the decision to go to the school. Now, you've mentioned that you wanted to get more practice, and I, I totally understand that, you know, when you have a language school there, it kind of makes sense that we should go there to try and get more practice, right? But of course, what tends to happen in the language classroom is that teachers are there, and what do teachers do? Well, they teach, and uh, they don't... You know, the language classroom is generally not there for conversation practice, for better or for worse. You know, you could argue that it should be, but most classes um, are not. Now... Typically in language schools, the most popular classes are the early ones. It's the intermediate, they're sort of the elementary, the pre-intermediate, because that's where students go to learn a language from the beginning. And they might stay for a couple of years and they might take you know, the beginner classes, then elementary classes, and then pre-intermediate classes. And so if you join a one of the lower level classes, you can generally expect to be with other learners of a similar level. Now, when you get to higher levels, so upper intermediate or advanced, what happens is you've got two very different kinds of students. You've got students like you, Denise, who are self-taught, um, very independent. 
etc etc and then you've got another kind of student and any teachers here will know this kind of student very well um, they are the kind of student who has been at the school since the beginning gone from one level to the next whether they're ready for it or not and inevitably after a period of years find themselves in the advanced class where they maybe they shouldn't be and then so often you get this you get this thing where you've got very experienced self-taught learners thrown in with people who have literally just climbed up through the ranks because that's the only place for them to go and that often makes more advanced classes very difficult for teachers now you went to the school and you were placed in upper intermediate by the teacher and let's assume that that was a good placement you have then decided not to follow the advice of the teacher and you've put yourself in a pre-intermediate class now if i was the teacher i wouldn't have allowed you to go into that pre-intermediate class because i would know that you would experience exactly what you have found which is that you would find it too easy too frustrating um and that you were not learning anything now I, I understand that you that you didn't want to miss anything, but you're always going to miss stuff. That's inevitable. That's just language learning. It's like that. What's more important is that you are with other people of a similar level, so that you can engage with them intellectually. You have something to talk about. You're you're being pushed. So the first thing I would do is very simply get out of that pre-intermediate class and go into the class that the teacher suggested. Um, that I think you should do that. I think. I don't know what the other students at the school are like, but based on your level, I think you sounds like you should probably be in a, in a, in a good, up, a strong upper intermediate class. So if, if the students are of a similar level, that's probably the best place for you. I definitely think you should try that before you, you know, don't, don't overthink this. You know, your teacher has recommended you one thing. I think you should try that first of all. Um, the other thing I would say though, is that are you sure that that school is the only place you can get practice? Um, it may be. I don't know where you live in Brazil, but if you live in a larger city, if you live somewhere like Belo Horizonte, São Paulo, or, or uh, Salvador, I, I'm sure that you know, there are many, many foreigners living throughout Brazil, and um, you may well be able to find speaking opportunities, and it would definitely be worth your while putting some energy into finding speaking opportunities. Um, there are lots of ways to do this. Uh, not all of them will work for you. You might have to try all of them and hopefully find one that will work. But you can go to language meetups. I, I guess you've tried that already, but it, it's always worth mentioning. You can go to like, for example, you can come to my Facebook group, the My Fluency Mastermind Facebook group. Um, there are people there who are making connections and making friends and talking on Skype in, in English and, and different languages um, all the time. Every day I see in there people saying, oh, I'm learning French, let's practice together. Or, you know, you teach me English, I'll teach you. It's such a great resource. And so definitely come over to my Facebook group. Look for people there who are learning. I know there are people learning Portuguese. You might be able to find a conversation partner there, like immediately, and start to practice um, English, doing, you know, doing a language exchange that way. If not, you can go to italki.com and there are, that's a great place to sign up for, for conversation partners there. So, you know, you can do a lot of practice online. The other options you've got are, for example, to take part in an in a, in a online course that is taught in English. For example, a MOOC, a massive open online course that's free. It doesn't involve much speaking, but it involves a lot of using English. Um, or the other thing you could do is to go to, for example, local language schools. Like, who teaches in those schools? 
where you, you know are there any other language schools in your area maybe you could put you know could you um speak to one of the you know if you have foreign teachers there native english or american or whatever teachers you know could you chat with one of them and say hey do you want to do a language exchange there are almost always opportunities to practice the language if you go out and look for them so i definitely encourage you to do that as well okay but don't give up don't overthink it surround yourself by other people who are at a similar level that's going to be the key to keeping you happy all right so i hope that was helpful if you would like to ask me a question please go to iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash ask to do that and if you have enjoyed the podcast and if it's been useful for you i would really appreciate a review on itunes it really helps me out and if you'd like to leave a review you can go to iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash review now what have been your experiences in language schools have you found them frustrating have they worked really well for you i'd like to know so please go to the show notes to this episode which you can find at iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash episode 140 and leave a comment let me know what you have found in the language schools like the good things and the bad things positives and negatives always very interesting to hear other people's experiences of um of, of of these kind of situations thank you so much for listening and i'll see you in the next episode of the podcast